0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, you're far too kind. Welcome to Nothing But Net on Steady Picks Radio. Today is Thursday, July 8th. I am your host, Dan. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Says That. And if you already do, then you probably saw the huge cash we had on Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Plus 31.77 odds, a 7-leg same-game parlay, $25 winning us just shy of 800 absolute hammer, felt great about this one, gave it out in a couple of betting chats that I'm in. I tend not to do them on the show because, again, they're such long shots. I'm trying to give sure things here, but listen, now it's going to put some pressure on me. I'm going to feel obligated to try and cook something up, but I have another one I feel really good about for game two, so we'll get into it. But I just want to talk about the thought process going into that first one. And the biggest thing that I get a lot of heat for, a lot of times when I give plays like this out, and the reason people become skeptical of tailing is because they don't like betting unders. Unders are not fun to bet, but you have to sometimes. The value is there. I sent this one to a buddy. Some of my big plays on the show obviously were unders on Drew Holiday, and I had both of them in this parlay as well. It was under 23 and a half. I gave out on the show. I believe we got it at 22 and a half for the show. I got it at 23 and a half in this parlay. His under assist was 9.5, which I thought was crazy. Now, when I saw those numbers, my thought was that Giannis was going to play, and I didn't know that. I said on the show that I liked those plays with the thought that he was playing, and if he didn't feel comfortable, then the wait for the news. But here's the thing about betting some of these early, which is why sometimes I don't mind that my show is at 9 a.m., and that a lot of times I've got to make the best of what I can do at 7 a.m., because sometimes you can beat those kinds of things. Thinking that Giannis was going to play, I wanted Drew Holiday's unders on those inflated numbers that were definitely a result of them not knowing Giannis' availability. As soon as Giannis was upgraded to questionable, his points dropped by two, his assists dropped by one. I had a friend unfortunately tail this, but he bet it four hours after I sent it to him, and Drew Holiday's assist dipped down the under eight and a half. He ended the game with nine. My buddy lost, and I won. Timing is everything, and I've talked about a lot of the times when I give plays, I'll say, hey, I think this is one to get early, or I think this is one that maybe you want to wait on. So it's very important to consider when you're placing bets, what information is out there, and how that affects the current lines. I'm sure a lot of people understand that, but it's just information for anybody who's new, who's still learning, things like that. We'll run down the rest of it real quick. Devin Booker, under 20 and a half. I just felt like that was a lot for him. I feel like he's going to take a backseat to Chris Paul for this entire finals and that'll probably be a reoccurring theme. I believe going in the game 2 his total is about the same, maybe 27 and a half, but Chris Paul's is up from 20 and a half which we got the over in game 1 which was easy. But I believe he's up to around 22 and a half now going in the game 2 which makes it a little more scary to bet. Macau Bridges over 10 and a half was easy. The holiday ones we talked about Bridges to hit over one and a half threes was a little scary, but he got there. And Bobby Portis to make a single three easy. So let's talk about game two a little bit. I expect game two to be very much the same, and normally that wouldn't be the case. But I think that you know the Giannis late announcement should have been a bigger advantage for Milwaukee than it can ever be again in the rest of this series. And the Phoenix Suns still handled it. Tremendously, They still seem to be prepared for him. He's obviously not 100%. Maybe he feels a little bit better in game two. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe game one wore him out. I mean, he, he was out there, and he was banging, and you saw him get hit with a couple charges. The Suns threw a lot of different defenders at him. They have guys that can defend. They don't have a great single option for him, but they can throw a couple guys at him so that he can't just beat up On one person, and the thing that's incredible about Phoenix is all their guys are very willing team players, team defenders. They rotate well. They have guys who will take charges. They have guys who understand. You know when they have fouls to give, they just they do all these little things right that makes it really uh, fun to watch, and also makes them a, a pretty easy pick for this series. And as I've been saying, if you've been listening since before the playoffs started, that we were way in on Phoenix and Milwaukee, and look here they are in the finals. But the Suns, definitely the play right now. Those 4-2 and 4-3 series wins I I gave up before game one, sure don't feel great now because I'm not sure Milwaukee has the answer, but we'll see what happens there. I I think it could still be a series. I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited to watch game two. Here's my one single play. Like You need to bet this on its own, and I I personally think this is a two-unit play. As of recording this now, Macau Bridges, once again, his over-under is 10.5. I'm going over, and I think I'm putting at least two units on it. He looked really good in game one. He wasn't just standing in the corner and hitting threes, though he can definitely do that. He was cutting well. He was finishing. He was very involved. He played a lot of minutes. Everything pointing towards another good performance for Macau Bridges, who did not look like the stage bothered him at all. Very impressive by him, and I think that this number... Could very well change. I I sent this in a couple group chats the minute that I saw the player props were posted, and I said, I think this could definitely change. He played 30 minutes. He took 13 shots. He only made five, but still ends up with 14 points. I mean, that's not a great shooting night, but he was getting the attempts. He had the third most field goal attempts on the team. So that's telling you something. So I think 10.5 is easy. I wouldn't be surprised if this, the odds become worse or it shifts to 11.5, which I'd still probably take, but I love it at 10.5. I got it at minus 125 on DraftKings. Not sure if that will be different as of recording this, but I'm also putting that in a same-game parlay, so I'm sure people are going to tune in to, to hear this now. And, again, I'm going to say what I've always said about these. They're not good bets. You can't expect them to win. I wouldn't go too crazy. I spent a lot of time on that one for Game 1 because I hadn't done one in a while. I thought Game 1 was a really good opportunity to... you know, I just felt like I got a really good read on the game, is what I should say. And I'm not going to claim to have that same read on Game 2. I think Game 2 sh- should probably be about the same, but you never know. It's the NBA Finals. Teams adapt. Teams adjust. But the Suns just seem like such a complete team. I don't think Milwaukee has much they can throw at Phoenix, I should really change anything on the Phoenix end. So here's what I have. McAlbridge is over 10.5 points. We talked about that. DeAndre Eaton, the score 15 plus. His over under, as of recording this, is 16.5. He had a really good game one. And I mean, I heard people talking about him potentially maybe being in the MVP, or not the MVP, but yeah, the finals MVP. Ah uh, consideration, I'm not there, but twenty two and nineteen is a pretty insane stat line. I think the league is really gonna want Chris Paul to win this. So I think it's gonna be tough to upset him. And if it's not him and Phoenix wins, it's probably Devin Booker. So I think Ian has a really tall hill to climb if that's the case, but I mean, game one's a heck of a start. again, twenty two and nineteen really impressive. I don't know if he's gonna score that much consistently. The opportunity sure is there, but I'm actually hedging. And just taking the plateau here of 15 plus points. So you could take his over 16 and a half if you're really that confident in him. But again, when you're expecting this many things to happen and you're at these long shot odds, I don't think you want to have too many risks in there. And you're going to see that we only really have one bet in one leg of this parlay that I think is even somewhat of a risk. Most of these are fairly safe to me. So eight and 15 plus points. Chris Middleton to score 25 plus. Again, taking a more of like a tier instead of his actual over under. 29 in game one. And he didn't shoot all that well. But here's the thing he played 45 minutes. Giannis, not 100%, is not going to be able to go as long as you would expect him to play. So Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton getting very extended run. Middleton, 45 minutes. Drew Holiday, 40 minutes. So Middleton, 26 field goal attempts, 12 threes. That's a crazy amount of threes. He hits five of them. Good for him. I mean, he's a good three-point shooter. I don't know if I would put him you know, in the elite three-point shooting category, but a lot of attempts, they're going to need him to shoot them because the Suns shoot a ton of them. So they're going to need that from him. I think 25 points is a very safe floor for him. He could definitely get to 30. You could definitely take his over as well, just straight up on what it is. But again, when looking at this many legs, I want to be a little bit safe with it. So Middleton, 25-plus points. I'm not looking to bet a lot of Giannis things, good or bad. I know a lot of people are going to look at him not being healthy, maybe see the minutes down and want to start attacking his unders. It's just a scary proposition. I understand it. If it's something you're trying to do, you don't have to convince me. The logic makes sense, but here's the one thing I think he's going to do. He's going to rebound. I'm taking his over in rebounds 11-and-a-half. Even being hobbled in game one, 17 rebounds. I think he's going to do a lot of it. I don't think that Brooke Lopez can play a lot of minutes. He only played 23 in game one. I don't think the adjustment is going to be to play him more. I think this is a bad matchup for him. He's he's not going to be able to do anything with DeAndre Ayton. He's not going to get in his way. And Ayton could stand out there and cover him at the three-point line. It's not like Lopez drawing Eaton out is going to be that big of a hindrance to Phoenix, but they could also throw anybody else on him. They can throw Jay Crowder on him. They can throw Mikael Bridges on him. How you could throw Devin Booker on him if he just has to stand in the corner and contest threes because Lopez doesn't go down too much. If he goes down, then Eaton picks him up. So I don't think that, again, there's much of an adjustment for Milwaukee to make. And when we're talking about Milwaukee making adjustments in general, Mike Budenholzer are not an adjustment kind of coach. So even the idea of them doing any kind of adjustment in a lot of these things we talk about, it's not really Budenholzer's style. So I I think they're going to just grind out their game and see what happens. But regardless of any of that, Giannis going to rebound – he may end up being, you know, a small ball five for a lot of this series, so uh, the rebound should come plenty, and that number definitely could inflate. Maybe not for game two, but going forward, if he has another rebounding performance like game one, which I'm not saying he's getting 17, but I do think that 13, 14 is definitely. Pretty safe for him. You're going to see that number inflate. So looking to get it before they adjust it for the remainder of the series. Here's the long shot, and not even that much of a long shot, but it's, it's plus money, I believe, as an individual bet. It's definitely what's kind of stretching out our parlay, besides the fact that it's six legs. Chris Middleton, three or more made threes. Again, he took 12 in game one, and he made five. Maybe he doesn't take 12. Maybe he doesn't make five. But he's going to take a lot of them. He's going to have to. They have to shoot threes to hang in this series. So I think that it's a safe bet, but it's a value play. It boosts the value of the parlay significantly. But it's not, you know, I saw somebody hit some ridiculous thing with Chris Paul hitting four threes. Chris Paul doesn't shoot that many threes. He's not a great three-point shooter. I know he hit four. That's great. It's a big, long shot. I'm not putting that in a big same-game parlay. I, I, you know, you want to throw five bucks on something crazy? Go ahead. Great bet. Congrats to the guy who won it. Not really what I do. Middleton to make three feels safe but is still valuable. So I love the idea of safe yet valuable. Middleton, three plus made threes. The last play, we're going back to the well. Drew Holiday under nine and a half assists. Here's the thing. It really sucked watching him with nine for like eight minutes of the fourth quarter. And there was a play where he hit a corner pass to, I believe, Bryn Forbes for a corner three that would have been his tenth assist. And my heart stopped because it would have killed my parlay. He front rimmed it from the corner, which was weird. And so just off left from him. And I, I could breathe again. I still think nine and a half seems like a lot. And while he had a ton, I think at four in the first quarter and maybe six or seven by halftime, when it came down to it, when they were still pushing at the end and and it looked like they were maybe making a game of it, you saw Giannis bringing the ball up. You saw Middleton bring the ball up a ton. It just seems like when push comes to shove, Holiday isn't even the guy they really want to initiate. So not that he can't, not that he's not great at it. But the Bucks are just a weird team. They have a lot of guys who handle the ball. They have different guys bring it up. So I just think the opportunities may not necessarily be there for him. And especially since he had such a poor scoring game in game one. Again, we attacked the under and hit it a few different times. I think that maybe he takes it upon himself to focus on scoring a little bit more. And that could impact his assist numbers as well. So I'm going right back to that. Hitting that under nine and a half assists Again, They had it 9.5, and once Giannis was announced, they lowered it to 8.5. So the fact that it's up to 9.5 again, with Giannis looking like he'll play in Game 2 as well, I think is suspect, and I don't buy it. So I think it's good. I could see it going down again, so another one. I I don't see any way this gets bet up. That's the way I look at it. I don't think that line ever gets to 10.5. So might as well get it now because the only thing that happens is it either stays or it goes to 8.5. So I'm getting it early. So to recap... Absolutely, play Macau bridges over ten and a half. Play that on its own, please. The Chris Middleton three plus made threes also feels like something you should probably play on its own. I'm gonna try and real quick find out what that gets you. Just so his o- over two and a half threes, which would get you three, is minus one forty two. But three plus made threes minus one forty. Okay, that may have changed since I got it, but. I still think it's good value. If you want to go to four, maybe that's where the value really lies. Four plus made threes for Chris Middleton 196. So that seems pretty good, too. So if you'd rather a a shot for a little bit more of a payout, I like the four plus made threes from Middleton. I think three is really safe. Four very much in play because he's going to have to take a lot. But uh, to recap the same game parlay, Bridges over 10.5 points. DeAndre 8 and 15 plus points. Middleton, 25-plus points. Giannis Antetokounmpo, over 11.5 rebounds. Chris Middleton, 3-plus three made threes. Drew Holiday, under 9.5 assists. This comes out to a plus 22.98 parlay. So every $10 will win you 229. It's not bad. It's less than the one we hit in Game 1. So it makes me feel like I'm not trying to be Greedy. But I think it's possible it's one leg less, which helps. And we have the experience of game one, which again, it looks like everyone will be available for game two. No major injuries or anything changing as of now. And the only guy that I would expect to have any possible change in that is Giannis. And all we have is his over for rebounds, which again, he had 17, not looking like he was 100% in game one. So feeling great about it. Again, make sure you're following me on Twitter at Dan says that. Make sure you're following Steady Picks at Get Picks. Go to SteadyPicks.com, sign up for the free membership for their daily system plays. They've been killing it as well. Listen to the other shows on the network. Wake up and wager with Tom and Ricky, crushing the MLB and NBA. MLB, you want to go to my boy Matt Darth Doughboy on Twitter and his show Vegas Always Knows, which airs after mine on Steady Picks Radio. We're just we're handing out money, guys. You gotta listen. You gotta make the place, and you gotta make them timely too. But use your judgment. Only bet what you feel good about. You know, you shouldn't just listen to somebody else for the sake of listening to somebody else. If somebody gives you good points, and you say, "Yeah, that makes sense to me," then go for it. But if anything I'm saying, you're like, you know, I I don't I don't like that at all. Don't do it. You know, I don't like betting anything that I don't feel comfortable about. Even if somebody makes all the best points in the world, if it doesn't sit right with me. My money's not going on it. But People want the same game parlays. Here it is. Feel good about it. Felt good about the first one. Hit it. We're going to keep it rolling. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tomorrow we will do our UFC 264 preview for the weekend for the huge McGregor-Poirier fight. Make sure you tune in to that. Again, all shows on the network are also available after they air in podcast form as well. Look up Steady Picks on your podcast listening platform, and you will find it there. Good luck, everybody. Let's win some money tonight.